Our wise words. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Oh my son, yeah. Say, listen to my words. Say, to my daughters of the preacher, man. My God, yeah. Oh my sons. Listen to my words. Say, to my daughters of the preacher, man. My God, yeah, yeah. A time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. Yeah. Wonderful weekend, wonderful weekend. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prophet of Nation speaking. Thank you, all our listeners out there. My goodness, a lot of listeners. We are reaching. Uh, far places. We are reaching places and we are grateful for them. We thank our listeners in the United States, Canada, uh, the Turks and Caicos Islands, uh, Barbados, Grenada, Ireland, Ethiopia. How are you doing over there, Ethiopia? Germany and we have uh, Australia, Singapore and a new one, the Philippines. The Philippines. We are reaching, we are reaching places. Reaching places. Check us out on the uh, the Way of Holiness Ministries dot com and leave us a prayer request if you have one. We can pray for you individually, your country, your city, your politician, your pastor, your family, whatever. We don't pray for animals. We don't pray for animals, but we 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 pray for human beings. So if if the animal has a name, that's that's up to you. God knows who. Who is who? But um, send us a prayer request. Send us a prayer request. Thank you for staying with us. We have had a, a couple of uh, episodes, um, past episodes in 2020. And some of, you, some of you follow us continuously, and we are grateful for you. Thanks for those who supported us, or start supporting us, and we are, we are grateful. You know, you can start from 99 cents. Go to the, I, I'm not sure what, what platform are you listening on, but you can, you can sponsor us. Or you can click on the link and go straight to our website, and you click on the donation section and leave us a love gift if it pleases you. There are a lot of testimonies. Um, you know, thank you, my sisters, uh, brothers, and from far and wide, thank you for your continued support to this ministry. And we planning on doing great things in, in other parts of the, um, the, the world, but we need your endeavored support. Um, we have some interesting topic today, uh, as usual. And they are very near and dear to me and to others. And uh, to those who have sent us messages uh, about their concern, about their personal, their personal struggles, spiritually, physically, and otherwise, you know, God is a God of mercy. He, he knows all things, and He made all things for His purpose. And uh, it doesn't matter how uh, hard your problem seems. The Bible said God made all things. And he made all things for his purpose. So, because of sin, sin is actually the, 
the wages of sin or the payment of sin is death. So anything that is dead, anything that is dead within you, around you, it is caused by sin. Whether you committed it or someone else's, uh, it is someone else's sin. It could be your generational sin. It caused death. You know, it is kind of hard for us to kind of um, comprehend it and uh, it's kind of hard to understand it. But the wages of sin is death. And the gift of God is eternal life. So there's no way around it. God is not going to change it for you or me. Because he said he made all things for his purpose. So once you get that, you know, in your, in, in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, you can't trick your way to heaven. You can't trick your way to God. You know, God knows all things. He knows he know everything. There's nothing that is hidden from God. Darkness is light to God. Darkness is light to God. He can see in darkness as though you and I see in light. So he know all things. The Bible said you must worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. So the, 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 the essence of God is spirit and truth. So if you go to God in spirit and lies, you're not going to get too far because he's not going to change the order for you or me. In spirit and in truth. We know when we are doing wrong and we know when we are doing right. Because it is ingrained in us to know that. Some people say that truth and lie is taught. A baby, if, if you have a child, when a, when a child is, uh, you know, maybe a, a year, over a year, and they started doing things that is wrong. The, conscious, the consciousness of the child started to resonate in their behavior. So you actually, you can actually um, see the, the difference in the child when they start to do something wrong. So much less a grown person. But sin can cause a person to do wrong and they think it's right. Sin. Sin blinds, it deafs, it actually maimed and it actually cripples a person's cognitions. That's what sin does. It will make wrong seems right and right seems wrong. The Bible says some people are walking like a drunk man. Have you ever seen somebody drunk? A man can be drunk and he's sin. And be walking as if he's in reality but he's not. So you know, it's um, sin is, a, is, is the basis of a lot of things that is going on around us. We thank God for uh, today and tomorrow and beyond. We, we thank God for all that he has done in our lives. We thank God for those who have responded on the, uh, the YouTube channel. Um, those who have responded to the prophecy concerning Ethiopia. We are still concerned. We, we are still praying for Ethiopia, not only Ethiopia. But other countries and other places as we get the request to do so. We are not the one who is doing anything, um, distributing the blessing. It is God. But all, you, you must always have a good intention in terms of when you make a, a, 
a prior request. You can be evil and thinking that you want something to be done the way you want it, because you want it that way. Everything is up to God. It's not up to you or me. We only can make requests. And when we pray, whatever God distributed, the Bible says we should, you know, we should delight ourselves in Him. Delight ourselves in Him and He will, he will give us the desire of our hearts. We, we should be happy. Sometimes the blessing of God, it appears to us as judgment. Think about that. The blessing of God sometimes appears to us as judgment. You know, you know, this flesh, it doesn't like uh, correction. This world does not like correction. Sometimes things are in the wrong places. They are in the wrong places spiritually. And everything that God does, he has, he, he has to do it spiritual before it becomes um, physical before you. So sometimes it's almost like if you set a house somewhere and there is a, um, not a manhole, but say a sinkhole was under the house because they did not do a geological study to test the ground to know if there was a, a cavern or um, a sinkhole underneath the house. But you built the house on the surface because it looked perfect to you, to the naked eye. And then when you build the house all the way up to the first floor, second floor, third floor, then the house started to cave in. And everybody started to become surprised. Because you did not do your study to, under, to understand that if there is a, a rock, if there is some form of basis or base where they, it can be steady or uh, be sturdy on. So everything to do with God. Everything to do with God. There's need, there have to be a foundation, but sin... Sin is a reproach. So when we, when we get blessing, when there's a blessing, to stay before God, the Bible said you should delight yourself in Him. Sometimes it's not, it does not happen the way you like it. But the expected end is sure as to within the will of God. You might pray for something and the way it happened Sometimes sometime people will fall dead. Some people will die sometimes when we pray for things. And sometimes it is going to be your loved one, my loved one, their loved ones. And sometimes people turn away from God because they say, why, if God loved me so much, why would God allow my loved one or my, you know, my loved one to die? Like as if they're not going to die. It sounds sound harsh, but that is a reality that people sometimes um, fail to understand. The way oh, God does his thing, sometimes it can shake you up. But how do you try to stay in the will of God and to, and to delight yourself in him? So, you know, the desire of your heart can come to pass. And if you have evil desires, it won't come to pass. Sometimes some people's evil desires will come to pass because God will use your desire sometimes as a judgment against you. If you still, if you think it is right, it will take you where you need to go even faster. So let your, let your desire be clear. Let your conscience be clear and clean and free from sin. And those things can help you to, to, get, um, to achieve it, the things that you would love to see happen before you. We can see a bunch of miracles. We can see a bunch of signs and wonders, if that's what you like. Signs and wonders.
you know, it, it, it is for, you, for those who don't really believe. Because sometimes some people have to see things before they believe it. Our topic today, how to pray about your problems. There's a simple way, um, not only for beginners, but, but for each and every one of us. It is the basis of how we pray for general things. And I'm going to go to the, bo the book of uh, Matthew, Matthew 6, and I'm just going to read the, the, the Lord's Prayer. And you can go over it at home and dissect it. You can use different versions of the Bible if you have the Amplified, if you have the Easy Version, the NLT, if you have the King James Version, whatever version you may have. And it, it will be more understandable to you. You can actually go ahead of your choice. Because if that will make you get more, um, understand, uh, more better at the way you pray, you know, it, it, as, as long as it helps you, as long as it helps you to get better at it. It says in Matthew 6, verses from, say, verse 9, and it said, After the manner, therefore, pray ye our Father, I'm reading actually from the King James Version, after the manner, at this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debt, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. When we said amen, that means we agree at what we just said. Some people say they don't even understand what it means, but it means that we agree. Some people just say amen, but they, don't even, they just say it because it, it sounds as if it's an overused word. It becomes a cliche to them. But it means that you agree. So be careful when you agree. When you agree, you agree. Now, it's just a simple way. That is our Father prayer. You can go to Matthew, the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew 6, and um, from verse 9 all the way down to about, say, verse 12. And you can dissect it. Get another version. Get another version. And um, you, you, you can... Um, you can look into it. Now, how, do, uh, how to pray about your problems? First of all, the, the way you look at your problems, your problems are not really problems uh, by itself. Something caused the problem. So if you're driving on a highway, and there is a boulder in the highway that is obstructing the flow of traffic, right? It's going to cause the traffic to back up. So somebody has to go there, the city, the police, somebody has to go there and clear, remove whatever is there. They get equipment and move whatever is there in order for traffic to continuously flowing. i give you another example. If you have a pipe, a plumbing, water flowing from one point, from point A to point B, and there is a broken pipe or the, there is an obstruction in the pipe, meaning something has lodged into the pipe to prevent the water from going through, 
you have to get a plumber to remove it or to fix it in order for water to go because it's going to obstruct the flow of water. Well, that is the same scenario with problems and solution. When there is a problem in your life, it is an opportunity for you to know what to pray about. Some people don't pray about their problems. They will have, their foot will be falling off and they're praying about a million dollars. They think if they get the million dollars, it can actually heal the foot because they can go to the doctor and the doctor can remove it and give them an artificial one. And that would solve the problem. And then the other one start um, um, hurting. Then they wind up without any, any feet at all. What I'm trying to say here is this. Some, if we look for the solution of ourselves, if we look for the solution of ourselves, we will not find it. So we, 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 we are looking at um, something else and don't realize that the, 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 the solution or the indicator to the solution is right in front of us, which is the problem. Which is the problem. Now, it takes spiritual eyes to understand exactly what is the name of the problem. Because sometimes if you have a headache, sometimes the headache has a name. You, you know, sometimes we can just pray and say, headache, I rebuke you, or, I, or the blood of Jesus, or, you know, go away. And it doesn't go away. Sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with uh, rebuking anything. But spiritually, it could be the person is dehydrated, or the person coming down with a flu. Right? So you need spiritual eyes to understand what the problems may be. So you, sometimes as a spiritual person, you have to be, you're almost like a, a spiritual doctor. Now go back into the Bible, into the, in, into, the, into the Old Testament. The priest, the duty of the priest was to diagnose a lot of problems. They have to go to the priest. And the priests have to diagnose whatever malady, whatever issue, spiritual issue or physical issues you were having. So the, the priest would look at the, the, the physical issue and diagnose your spiritual um, solution. So when he diagnoses it, he will tell you exactly what to do. Nowadays we are talking about COVID. And these things were, were in the Old Testament when it was... Um, they were known as leprosy, where people's skin change and they have, um, they used to, that's where they get the name curse, or even the word quarantine. They, they, these are things that used to happen in the, in the Old Testament. So these things are not really new to, to mankind. They might be new to people who just maybe just born the other day, but these things are not new. There have been diseases, microscopic diseases around for a very long time. And people have to do what they have to do. They have to quarantine, they have to wash hands. Even in the Bible where they were talking about um, washing of hands. Because in those days, the roads used to be dusty. You didn't have running water. And people just eat stuff and do stuff with it. They touch a hundred things. And they used to, obviously people used to have bacteria and they used to have problems. But So when Moses got the law, part of the, the moral law was for, more, for people to wash their hands. So the Jews, they took it to a different level. 
So if you didn't wash, if you didn't wash your hands, sometimes they, they think that you're not going to be saved. They think you, you, you were not going to be saved if you didn't wash your hands. They took it to a different level. And they didn't understand what the real reason and what the main reason. Because God, sometimes when God, when God um, show you some things or teach you things sometimes, he will not, he will not con completely give you the end of it. Because if God give you the end of everything that he's telling you, sometimes you will turn around and want to make yourself a God. You think about the, 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 the scientists and the professor and the doctor. These people who are very much proficient in what they do. Can you imagine? If they know everything that they are doing, but they are proficient in their capacity. So, if they know everything, they would make themselves God. There are, there are people out there who work in labs and they work in, in maybe medicine, they work in um, engineering, in all different um, faculties or places or they, they, their place of work. And sometimes the way they think, if there was not, um, what do you call it, regulations or, or um, things that keep, keep them in check, they would do a lot of crazy things. Because they do not know, it's not that because they don't know, but it's sometimes they, they, they would try things. And when it worked, they would like to try it on people or try it on plants or animals. And sometimes all their concern is result of what? What they want to accomplish. And sometimes it, it, it might come to the point where people might wind up dying. And to them, that is like a, a great thing for them. So they're proficient in those areas. So God, God has to put some leash on us. He has to put some, some restriction on us. So what God does, he will not give you everything. He will not give you all the information that you need. He wants to give you some. You pray and he wants you to trust him. He wants you to trust him with the end of it. Because God don't want you to depend on yourself. In Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, he said, lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Sometimes you have to behave as if you don't have any brain. When you're dealing with the things of God. You have to behave like an ignorant person. But yes, you have to be simple and learn how to trust God with all things. Think of it. He made all things. Even if you, um, if you, before you got up in the morning, God has to wake you up and God has to set you down. There are people in this world who are in trouble sleeping. Some people can't even sleep. Some people can't even sleep. Think about it. It's a blessing for us to sleep. No, to pray. As we're back to what I was saying. So you use the, the problems as, as a point of learning how to pray. You have a financial problem. You have a, a illness. Learn how to pray. Because all these things caused by demons. When you go to church and they lay hands on you, they're not trying to, to, to knock the dirt off of you. They're trying to cast out the demons that cause the disease and the sickness in you. They didn't tell you that. Some of you, they don't tell you that. But I'm telling you what they, why they lay hands on you. They're casting out demons out of you. So the basis of your problem is demons and devils and sin. So that's what they're casting out of you and, and telling and rebuking. If you think that is not in you, 
then why do you think people lay hands on you? Why do you think people pray for you? What do you think causing your problem or your obstruction in your, in your life? What do you think causing it? You think there's something else? If dirt is not into something, well, who do you think the germ is going to be in it? Something has to be in the, in the water. The water might look clear to you, but if there's a bacteria or a germ in the water, and then somebody ingests it, it's going to cause some form of um, malfunction in, their, in, their, um, in their, their, their intestine and cause problems. So there is sin. There is a sin and there is a devil. Both of them walk together. One like the other. One look for the other. It's like magnet and steel. So the first thing that you understand. But one of the things is that people try not to admit. They try not to admit. Um, they try not to admit that they have a problem. They try not to admit that they have a problem. And that's what it is. Sometimes when they, when they admit that they don't have a problem, they, 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 um, they might, if they don't have a problem, they say, then, well, it might be this or it might They try to diagnose themselves. Now in Psalm 51, in Psalm 51, verses 3, he said, for, um, he said, for I acknowledge my transgression and my sins, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightiest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I am I behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Acknowledgement. When you acknowledge that there is a problem, you can find a solution. But if you always think that there is no problem, there is no problem. You stay with your trouble. Stay with your trouble. It is just as simple and plain. So in order to learn how to pray about your problems, you have to identify the problems. Identify the headache. Identify the, the oppression, the depression. Identify it. Know all of the problems that you have. You, sometimes you have yourself cannot pray for them or pray about them or pray to remove them. Sometimes you're going to have to go to the church. You have to go to the, to the elders of the church. The Bible stated it, and, and the Bible tell you the, the, the prayer of faith. Anoint the sick, and the prayer of faith, it will heal the sick. One of the, one of the, 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 retrib the, the, um, the attributes of the, the elders, they, they need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying that people without the Holy Ghost cannot pray for you. Of course they can pray for you, and you can get healing. But one of the attributes is that they should have the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Because sometimes some things that is on people, they are not as simple as you look at them. They appear to be simple, but they are not simple. It's almost like a volcano. You can just see a, a volcano, the smoke start popping out of the earth. But beneath the earth, the earth's surface is, is, a, is a lava boiling underneath the, um, the, the, the surface of the earth. So most problems, so it is always good to be prepared. Now, if you are sent by God, then God will prepare you. But if you, if you went, more than likely you're not, you don't even know what is ahead of you. And sometimes the devil is not even afraid of people who went. Because the devil, they and the devil is on the same side. So the devil knows that, that that is his um, second cousin coming. So he's not worried. He's not worried. 
So, but anyway, your problems can be very, um, they can be very troublesome at times, and they can be very. But the easiest way to learn how to pray is to start to put them before God. One of the, one, another thing you could do is to pray forgiveness prayer. Pray forgiveness prayer based upon a problem. The problem could be um, personal issue. It could be attitudinal issue. It could be you're having issues with people. And it doesn't mean because um, you prayed about it, it has to be solved. Sometimes they get worse whenever you pray. So each time when a person does something, let, let's go to the job, let's go to the workplace, let's go to church, let's go to the home. Each time when a person does something, the easiest prayer to pray is a forgiveness prayer. You pray for yourself because who are you to even point out that the person have a problem? You, can, you have a problem too. But the reason why you pray for yourself is that somebody, if someone else sees, you, sees that you have a problem, they will... God will allow that other person to pray for you, even without you knowing that the person prayed for you. So it is always good to pray for yourself and pray for the person. So when you pray for people, sometimes you don't have to tell them. You don't have to tell them that you pray for them for the better. Don't pray for people for, to break them legs and all that stuff. It's not going to happen anyway, but I'm just saying you don't do that. Because the reason why sometimes people are so um, apparent with, with their behavior with certain things, regardless if you like them or not, most of the time it's because their spirit is crying out for help. That's why they do things. People are hurting, they're going to hurt you. If people are hurting inside or they have been hurt by someone else, they're going to try to hurt you. That's the only way they felt justified. And they're hurting people who help them and hurting people who actually love them and they don't know because they were hurt before. Some people might say, then, but I, I didn't do them anything. Well, they don't care because it's like when a person hurts someone, it's worse if the person was young. Sometimes that person stopped growing. Sometimes it caused the person to stop growing in the spirit. It all depends on what was done to the person. You can't know what was done to the person unless if the person either tell you or God shows you. So these things can cause people to be immature. It can cause people to be... Um, not not of great understanding. It can cause people to be uh, vindictive, defensive, troublesome, becomes a bully. It can cause a lot of things. It can cause a lot of things. But you, you know, I'm not telling you to walk and diagnose people because you know sometimes we we walk and we diagnose people and we and that's not the right thing that we are um, diagnosing them but we pray based upon as i said based upon what is going on in their lives what is going on in your life you dissect the problem and turn them into prayer you can also sometimes your your problems even appear in dreams sometimes there are things warning and sometimes there are things that is going to happen in your life that you get in dreams, but sometimes people overlook them. You can also turn your dreams into prayer. Turn them into prayer. You go into the book of Daniel, it tells you. I think it's Daniel uh, 6 and 7. You read the book of Daniel 6 and 7, you learn how to pray about your dreams. They don't teach us that in churches. Sometimes they tell you, because sometimes people in church, they are afraid you actually see them. And then you might see them in a different way and you might not be mature enough spiritually to deal with it. 
and then you start to point point people out, and sometimes it causes people to turn away because sometimes people they just they will go off for of what they see, whether they they are filled with the Holy Ghost or not, they're gone and they just disappear. And it all depends on what they believe and what they don't believe. We should put our dreams before God before we actually even utter them to other people. It is written in the scriptures. Go to God with them before you even utter them and share them with others. Share them and give them to the Lord in prayer. Before you open your mouth and give it and start to speak out to people. Because your words are life. They are spirit. Sometimes your breakthrough is in your dreams. Sometimes your breakthrough is in your visions. Sometimes that's where your breakthrough is. God is just giving us snapshots of what is to come. And you go and tell somebody, and then it actually wind up disappear. You have to wait 10 more years for that breakthrough. So problems are very, they're very, they're very, they vary in terms of people, um, country, nationalities, and the, the, the circumstances surround them. So, you know, because what is a problem to us here in the United States, it might not be a problem to someone that lives in, say, Singapore or Germany. It might not be a problem to someone who lives in Australia. Different problem, different situation where they live. That person might live his, his or her life in such a way that their problem is very um, unique and very um, meaningful or something. Or, uh, you know, it needs to be solved. And sometimes it doesn't even take much. Sometimes it could be a person change their diet. Eating something different. Sometimes in some countries there, they, sometimes people eat their main staple from they were a child until they grown. They have never ate vegetables or they ate something else. That will give them different um, vitamin levels and they start to have developed certain issues. And they think that it is spirits interfering with them. So people have very much... Um, their, their, their belief system sometimes can, um, can corrode their problems and they take it for something different. Another thing I just want to warn you, do not go to the grave. I said this before, don't go to the dead for solution. The dead cannot give the living solution. Don't go to the graveyard. Stay away from incantination. Stay away from magic. And all these portion stuff. Stay away from traditional medicines and stuff like that. If these things could have helped your ancestors and all these people wouldn't have been in the grave. They, they would not be in the graveyard. Stay away from these things. Try Jesus. Try the Lord Jesus Christ and stay with him. You don't need candles. You don't need incense. You don't need to be jumping and saying all these stuff around fire, a fire, a bonfire, in order for anything to happen. Anything that you're doing like that, you're, you're doing some form of um, something to do underneath the earth. Stay away from these things. And most people, whenever you are, you have been in either, you have been through these problems of your ancestral um, attachments where they, they used to have altars, evil altars and stuff, and they're trying to turn away from these things to serve the true and living God, baptized in Jesus' name. And they, they are filled with the Holy Ghost. They tend to have a bunch of problems because they, they are connected to 
they are very much connected to a lot of um, ancestral spirits. And not because you are not um, physically bound to someone. It doesn't mean that it, it is not, um, you are not, you're not going to feel the, 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 the effects of it. It's like a tree. You cut the, the, the limb or, or a branch off a tree and you move it from Australia to the United States. But yet the United States have never had a tree like that on the continental United States. So basically what you're doing, you leave the, 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 the root of the tree in Australia, but you, you took the branch to the United States. So then you stuck the branch into the ground and it started growing and then you have that tree and then this tree started to have a problem that no one in the United States knew of, I've never seen. So this is how problems are. Problems travel from people to people, from bloodline to bloodline. So if your parents or your grandparents or your foreparents, they were murderers, you got a murderous spirit in your bloodline. You might be a wonderful person. You might be a genuine, wonderful person, but you have a murderous spirit in your bloodline. You just, if, you, if you get the chance to, to really work, to, you will wind up hurting somebody again. So these things travel through bloodline. The Bible call it the vein. Your vein of your ancestors, meaning that the vein that run from you all the way down to the root of your family tree. So you can move from one place to the other, from one country to the other, one nation to the other. It doesn't mean that that, that will wash your sins away. Only one thing going to wash your sins away is the, the blood of Jesus Christ. So prayer and problems. You can use your prayer to, to destroy the, um, the, 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 some of the problem path that set out as what as how the devil concerning sin and sin in your life. Learn to pray for your bloodline because some of your, your problems, you know, the Bible says we should pray for one to another. All of us cannot pray for generational curse and stuff to be broken because sometimes they are very unique and they are very different. The same devil, but they do. They, there are some things that is done in the, in the secret and the dark world. It will make you cringe sometimes. What the devil allowed to happen to my brothers and sisters. And sometimes they are bound in it, soul swapping. All these things are crazy. But they are real out there. They are very real. Child marriage, all these things are crazy, they are real, and it can cause long-term problems in families. It can cause long-term problems in families. Very long-term problems. So pray about your problems. Pray about them. Turn your problems into solutions. Your problems are not just mere problems. They are a way to identify where the issue is coming from. If you can't do it, get someone else. Don't get, just don't tell others because you like to talk. Tell them because they want to pray for you. And how you know people pray for you? When you are praying, the burden will be lighter on you. That is how you know people pray for you. Don't just tell your story to people. What you're doing, you're reporting it back to the kingdom of darkness. It, it, it even gets worse if that person is not saved. They start to think about what is going on in your life, even though they have problems of their own. But they start to make your problem becomes the topic of the day or the news, the news of the day. Instead of praying for you. Even the very conversation you have during the course of the day. You should learn how to pray about your conversation. Ask God to wash your conversation with the blood of Jesus Christ. Whatever you see out of your eyes, whatever you hear with your ears. Your inner ear, outer ear and your middle ear. Ask God to wash it with the blood of Jesus Christ because these things can contaminate your dreams and your visions.
It can take my head and put it on somebody's head and my voice on somebody's voice and mix up your dream and cause you to be mad at people when they don't even do anything. The devil is not playing. The devil has no power and authority over you. But listen, what the devil will do, he will trick you out of your own self or even out of your own mind, state of mind. The devil is full of a lot of tricks. A lot of tricks. It is your mind. And get you to start to think a certain way. And he's finished with you. And just get you out of your rightful way of thinking and he got you. That's all he needs to do. Now, use your problem as a point to gain solution. Use your problem as a point to gain solution. Now, when we pray sometimes the strength, we, sometimes we have no strength to pray. No strength at all. You know, we just don't, you just don't have any strength to pray. Sometimes you just want somebody to pray, pray for you. Because if you don't practice praying, you feed your flesh all the time. Food, shower, you, 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 you do everything that you want to do with your flesh. But when it comes on to feed your spirit man or spirit woman, it's very hard. It is not easy to come. So I'm going to give you a scripture that you can use. It's a very simple scripture that you can use to strengthen you, your spirit. And it is um, Psalm 28. Psalms 28 verses 8. And it says, And the Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. It is as simple as that. Psalm 28 verses 8. That's all you need to read and repeat. Repeat it a couple of times, and in no time you regain your strength. No, it doesn't mean that you, you have to pray. Because your spirit, your spirit is what actually helps to ignite your arm, your flesh, and make you, um, and make you actually go on and on and on and on. We're going to take a quick break, and um, we will come right back. This is the Prophet of Nation speaking. Prophet of Nations speaking. Thank you for joining us again. Um, 
Remember to check us out on the, uh, the Way of Holiness Ministries.com. Uh, thank our listeners in the United States, the Turks and Caicos Island, uh, Barbados, Grenada, Ireland, Ethiopia, Germany, Australia, Singapore, and the Philippines. We are grateful to have you and keep sharing this podcast throughout the world. We, we are gaining some strength and uh, others are gaining strength from the word we speak and, and give to you. So we are grateful for that. You know, we, we, there are a lot, of, a lot of messages. People are, sometimes people get upset with some of the things that we say. That's okay. It's always good to know that we get feedbacks. You know, people get upset, but you know, that is expected. We're going to ruffle some feathers. The devil is going to be upset. We are not calling people devils. We are calling the spirit that is in them that get upset. The devil that is in them. The Bible said God made all man and he made, he, made, he made us in his image. You know, he made us in his image. So we are in the image of each other and we are in the image of God. So, you know, we know the devil is in people. And it's not because they disagree with us, but if they disagree with the word of God. We know if we speak the word, demons and devil has to come out of people. So the devil going to get upset and they're going to get... Um, they're going to speak contrary. We have had a bunch of that. But we get used to it because we know we still have to do the work of God. They are doing what they were born to do. To rebel against the word of God and to rebel against the righteousness of God. We understand that and we know that. So we are not mad with them. We're just pointing it out. We're grateful for them. That is how we know that we are doing something right. Because we, we, we shake the kingdom of darkness and put them on notice. And that is why they start to, to, to act up. So we are grateful. We are grateful because they are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. And we are doing exactly what God sent us to do. We are, we are grateful for those who enjoyed it. We are we're grateful for those who, there are people who said they couldn't sleep. They were having trouble sleeping. And they listened to the podcast and, they, and they, they wind up, slept so well that they almost um, missed their alarm clock to go to work. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Oh, God will give you sweet sleep. Isn't that what the word of God said? He will give you sweet sleep. So we are grateful for that. We, 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 are, we are thankful to God for those who have gotten their healing. When we pray, we, we are we're thankful for God that um, those who have sent their prayer request, that God has healed them and we continue to pray daily for them. Um, you know, because deliverance can take a long time. Some people, it can happen in a day. But for some people, we do not know where their ancestors were. Only God knew. God knew where all the buttons are hidden, all the stones are hidden. He knew where all the stars are laid out. So it's only the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine something is going on in someone's life? And the only, they are looking, what if that person was adopted? What if that person was adopted from South Korea and came to the U.S., or from South Korea to, to Australia or England, and that person never knew his parents, and they start to have some problems that they don't even understand where on the earth these things are going on. Why? Why are they happening to me? Why me? Why me anyway? Why? Why me? Why not someone else? And the only solution is, is the Holy Spirit. 
God will take you some places that you don't you can't even imagine. God took me some places in the spirit when I was a child, and God showed me things that I was doing when I was a child. God showed me my very mother when she was a child. This is how great God is. He knows everything. There is a record in heaven. Everything that you do is recorded in heaven. Whether it is good or bad or indifferent. That's why it pays to do good. It pays to be upright. It pays to do the right thing. But some people can't do the right thing. Because they were not created to do the right thing. They were created to do the wrong thing in order for you and I to do the right thing. Because there is a difference between right and wrong, truth and error. There is a difference. There is a difference between God and the devil. And the works of God and the works of the devil. There is a difference. How would you know the difference? How would you know the difference without, without um, these antics of the, the enemy? So um, We're going to read the scripture to you, which is Second Kings, from the book of Second Kings 5. Verses 4. And it says, And one went in and told the Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. This story concerning Naaman. Naaman, this, this story concerning, but I'm just giving you this scripture. And it, is, it came to me, so I'm just giving it to you. I'm not going to give you a whole, but you, you can go to the book of um, Second, Second Kings, and you can go from verse 5. I read it in its entirety about the story about Naaman. So you, you, you will get some more understanding of it. But I just choose that scripture to give it to you. Another topic I want to get on here is all things are made by God and created for God. The Bible says God created war and he dispenses peace. He created war and he dispenses peace. We were talking earlier about the way how sometimes God, when God gives you a breakthrough, sometimes we actually misconstrued it for um, judgment. Because we are, we are we're just so used to things in, um, in one direction or one way. If something shifts around us, we start to say it is the devil. But we do understand that it is necessary for a child of God to walk in the spirit. I give you an example like the, the, the stuff that is going on in politics here in the United States and um, not only in the United States but other parts of the world. There are other parts of the world they have um, stuff going on. And when we pray and intercede for generally people and nations, and God shows these things that's going to happen. When we pray for these places, it doesn't mean that these things are going to stop. Because sometimes what God does, he has to make these things come to pass before the eyes of the people. Sometimes God uses these events as a way to show you how foolish people can be when they do not know God. I can use a hurricane, a tsunami, I can use a volcano, I could use any situation. No man know the hour and the time of his reckoning with God. No man knows that. 
That is one of the reasons why it, it is written in the scripture that the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. When I speak to you, the kingdom of God is at hand. When I meet you, the kingdom of God is at hand. When I pray for you, when I lay hands on you and pray for you, the kingdom of God is at hand. Take what you get concerning God. It might be your last time. It might be your first time. But it won't be the last or the first time for God. God is still going to dispense his judgment and his blessing on whom he see fit to do so. God can choose anyone he wants to choose. All of us have a purpose. Everyone in this world has a purpose. Sometimes these prosperity gospel churches, when they 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 so they got so drunk on making money and twist and, and knocking the people upside the head to get there to pick their pockets. That they keep telling everybody the same thing. And it is not plausible. All of us are not equal when it comes on to the gift or the purpose in which we were born as a person. Some were made for the wood. Some were made as wood for the fire. And some is going to be put in the fire. So some of us going to be saved, some of us not going to be saved. It is just straight and simple. But we do not know that. Who is who? We don't know because we are not God. And what is, what is it to us to know? That is not our... God didn't want us to be in that position to be telling you who is going to be saved from who is not saved. We are just telling you to get ready. Be born again. Be baptized. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Don't let this day be your last day. Don't let this day be the day that you will never hear someone tell you that the kingdom of God is at hand again. Even when you go to sleep, think about it, it's almost a state of death. In a, in, a, in a simple way, because you sleep, you don't know what is going on around you. But God is so merciful, He wakes you up. He wakes you up. God made all things. And sometimes God has to create some, uh, allow certain things to happen. And when, he, when it happens, when it happens, it, it will make, it will make, um, it will make some people it will make some people wonder it will make some people wonder this is a true testimony i want to share with you i met um i met this uh this lady once it's a it's a family uh, i went to pick her up some um to take her to the airport and um she was from i think she was born in ireland come to think about it she was born in Ireland. And uh, we were there talking. But as we were there talking, I actually discerned that she has a problem with her head. 
But anyway, we were there talking and I actually asked her in a nice way because, you know, that was not was that that was not what I go there for. I was I went there to I was asked um, by someone to pick her up from, and, and take her to the airport. You know, she and her kids. And then we were there talking. And when we were there talking, for some reason it it compelled me to ask her if something was wrong with her head. And then she said yes, she was in the military. And she had some problem with PTSD. And um but the the reason why I ask her is because by both of us sitting in the car, God showed me that she has gotten healing without I even have to pray. The virtue that was in her head that was causing the problem left her by we sitting in the car. As she come in the car and sit. And I want her to be, I want her to be mindful of what happened because I could not allow her to leave without I tell her that what God has done for her. Then she started crying. But I thought maybe she was crying because of what I told her, what God has just did for her. But she was crying because she said her mother passed away at the age of 42 years old. And she couldn't understand why God took her mom. If God loved her so much, why would God took her mom? I said to her, well, I don't know why God took your mom. But all I can tell you, what I know that God loves you. I can tell you that God loves you, but I don't know why God took your mother. And she sat there and she sobbed for a minute and then she stopped. And then I started to explain some things to her. Sometimes God has to move some people out of our lives. Sometimes, even our loved ones, in order to save one person or two people in our family bloodline. It might sound weird, but God will do just about anything. You don't understand how important it is for a man's soul to be saved. If you don't understand how important it is for you to be saved, think about all the crazy stuff that the devil is doing. Why do you think the devil is doing that? You think it's because the devil wants you to be rich or poor or to eat until you... Eat until you actually, things come coming through your nose. The devil don't care about stuff like that. He don't care about your car. He don't care about your house. He don't care about your money. Because when you die, you can't even take nothing. All of that stuff, you can't take it with you. He don't care about your patriotism. He don't care about all of that stuff. He don't care which party you belong to or which country you belong to or if you're white or you're black. The devil don't care about that. You really think the devil care about that? You care about stuff like that. Your flesh. The devil don't care about stuff like that. It's because we all got drunk and, and um on our uh on our sinful wine. That's why we think these things are um important. They are not important to the devil. The devil wants your soul. You don't know that, but I'm trying to tell you that's what the devil wants. You are a house, you are a temple. You are a temple. You have doors, you have windows on your body. So the devil is interested in your soul. Now, if you or I die in our sin, we wind up become devil, a devil. And we have no more control 
over what goes on in this life. In earlier podcasts, I told you about the way how we all were in heaven and we came down. Somebody got mad at me and said, well, they got mad at me for different reasons, but they were just telling me. But I'm trying to tell you, we all came down in the spirit when we all got kicked out. And God made a way through salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. So it is a privilege, whether you are saved in the land of the living or not, it is a privilege for you to be alive. Now the reason why, the, one of the many reasons why the devil is mad at you is because the devil did not get that opportunity to be born again like you and I. That is why he's mad at you. So he, he would do just about anything to take you out. You think again, you think your money can save you. Your beauty can save you. Your, your lifestyle can save you. Your whiteness or your blackness can save you. Or your Asianness or your Latinness or your Africanness can save you. You really think that can save you? Or your customs or your religion can save you. Whether you are a Muslim or a Buddhist or a, or a agnostic, you think that can save you? The devil don't care about all that stuff. There's a scripture talking about um, the Jewish fables. He's talking about the rules and regulations that man make and come up with to keep you bound in religion. It is, it is off the charts, some of the things that the devil will do and how we, why would he do all of that stuff? I'm trying to tell you because we, we lose the understanding that we all were in heaven and when we got kicked out with him because of his rebellion and we came down and God loved us so much because he was so upset with the devil what he did, but he has to kick us out. But he made a way through his son, Jesus Christ. So he's begging you, begging me. He said, please, I am begging you. I want you back in heaven. Take up the way of salvation. You have to go through this path. So some people would say then, maybe God doesn't know everything that he's doing. Didn't I just tell you that God made all things? All things. Did I say some? I said God made all things for his purpose. So regardless of what you or I think, if he knows everything or not, I know he knows all things. But if you still struggle with who God is, he made all things for his purpose. You are just part of the purpose. I am just part of his purpose. He created war and he dispenses peace. Now think about, I, I, I used this um, scenario before. When the children of uh, Israel they went down into Egypt. Did, did you know something happened before they went down into Egypt? What happened? The Bible said they didn't have any bread. There was a drought. The fields were drying up. And the fields were just, it was just dusty ground. So they have to, you remember I told you earlier about how to pray about your problems. They have to be a problem in order for, for you to find a solution. Some people might say, why God threw the devil down here on us and not throw him somewhere else, so many planets. There are so many planets. Some has some stuff on it and some don't have anything on it. Put him on Mars or somewhere. No, God, God allow him to be here with us. You know why? Because if God did not allow him to be here with us, we wouldn't want to know God. 
So our natural man, our natural spirit want to be one with God again. Now I give you another example why our natural spirit wanted to be one with God. Remember what happened in the garden. We were all naked. We didn't even know we were naked. We were in the garden. But the devil caused this grievous sin to happen in the garden. Now the garden is actually a state of place. A state of place or a sphere. So God is giving you an example to show you where we were. The garden is where God placed you. So the devil came in and interfered with the whole scenario of what God already placed. It's almost like when someone is filled with the Holy Ghost. And you allow the devil to come and take your, your uh, the, the, the place where God set you and put you like, you know. In give you the Holy Ghost, in give you this authority and power over demons and devils to trample upon serpents and scorpions. But you allow the devil to come and take you out of the church and take you right back into the world. It is very serious. It is a privilege for you to be born. And it is a more privilege. It is most important for you to be born again. It is written in the book of John Three, three, to be born again. It is not about the mere water that you put on your skin. It has nothing to do with that. It has a lot to do with that. But it is a step of repentance because the Bible tells you about John. It said John hardly baptized, barely baptized with repentance. He said he baptized for the one that is to come. But he said it is he who come after him to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Which is Jesus Christ. So man trying to go back to the state of the, the garden. I'm trying to explain a bunch of stuff here. If you notice even the very women. They almost going naked. They're trying to go back to the state of the garden. In their naked state of their sinful state. They're naked but they're sinful. So they're trying to reverse the creation of the spirit but it ricocheting through their flesh and they call it sexy it is because of sin why they do that because after they sin they have to use fig leaves fig leaves are actually clothes cotton whatever your jeans whatever clothes you wear that's why they said fig leaves but man want to go go back to that state that's why people almost going naked men Lifting weights, doing all kind of crazy stuff. They're walking without shirts. They're trying to go back to the state of the garden. They can't go back that way. So Jesus, God made a way through his son, Jesus Christ. Which is the way of salvation. The Bible said Jesus Christ is the way and he's the door. He's the resurrection. He's the resurrection. And no man... No man, you, me, no one can, will never go to the Father. You tell a Muslim, you tell a Buddhist, you tell anyone. No one can go to the Father ex except you go through the Son. You cannot commit suicide. You cannot blow up your brother and your sister and kill them and tell, you that you, tell somebody you're going to get 70 virgins and all that nonsense. Because you cannot go to heaven having, talking about no virgin. That is nonsense.
because they use that as a way to tell you about um, raisins. In the Middle East, in those days, they were telling you about 70 virgins. They were saying that if you do something that is so honorable, you will get 70 uh, raisins. And they, and they use it as a way to say nobody, because we understand what happened. That is why they always, you know, it is important for a woman to keep herself. That's another whole, um, another podcast about that. But this 70 virgins and all of that, I'm not bashing a Muslim person. I'm just saying that those things can't save you, my brothers and sisters. What really make us one? You see, if you notice, the, the Muslim, the Jews, the Christians, the Buddhists, all of us are so separated. Why are they separated? Because of religion and relics and the, 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 the Jewish fables are the, the Muslim fables. Why are we so separated? Because we are not one in what we are doing. They have one way, we have one way, they have one way. But listen, if you understand the things that goes on in the spirit, I know the way. The way is through Jesus Christ. I have prayed for Muslims. I remember I prayed for a Muslim lady one that she was having pain all over her body. She was having pain all over her body. She have every she used to take every medicine known unto man. And when I prayed for her, if I'm not lying, I think she was from Iran live here in the United States and when I prayed for her in the name of Jesus Christ she never asked me where Israel was she never asked me if I'm a Jew if she only asked me said what church do you go to I said I, I am a Christian and she said well whosoever you're praying to it work that's all she said to me you think about this woman was in pain but God created or allowed the situation to be created in order to bring her to that light. Think about that. It's not even about me. It's not even about her. But God used, believe me, God leave an indelible mark in that woman's heart. Because of that prayer. It has nothing to do with me. I was just the vessel. I was just the messenger. God could have used anybody, but God chose to use me, and that lady was healed. She called me back a couple of times to come and get her, because she said she still have to go to the doctor to check it, because it was amazing how she had been, you know. It, 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 I could give you a bunch of testimonies. Different people from different um, faith. There was, a, there was a guy, he was uh, from Vietnam. His son was a doctor. Think about it. His son was a doctor. I would tell you a lot more. I could, I could, I could tell you testimonies over testimonies. This has nothing to do with religion. That's why I'm, I speak the way I speak. I'm not speaking because I have any bias with this or that or because, you know, people are very sensitive. They're too sensitive nowadays. You can't even speak things because you don't want to offend people. But I don't really care much about that when I'm talking about the things that I know that work, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. And which is the fire of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus Christ with 39 stripes on his back is for our healing. And it is still working. You might not take it. You might not believe it. But listen. If you're still listening, I know you're listening. It do work. I don't care about your religion. I really don't care about your religion because it cannot save you. 
I don't care if he's an Israelite, if he's a black Jew, if he's a white Jew. I pray, for, I pray for Jewish people that don't even believe in Jesus Christ. And when they get their healing, it's, it's almost like when you, when you stun an animal. They'll be looking around, looking in circles, going around in circles, wondering what under hurt just happened. But at the same time, they don't believe in Jesus Christ. And I did not pray into stone or water or anything. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. I can't stand on his word because his words are true. I don't have to hide and deny him. I didn't have to hide and, and deny him in any way. It is, it is, it is, it, it, it is something to, to go out. I pray for Rastafarian from the islands. They say they believe in John and they believe in all kind of crazy stuff. And I have to pray for them too. And even when they get, when they, when they are, some of them, when they uh, are healed, they're still going back to their whole ways. I remember a guy, he actually cuts his hair. I met him in church and he had some issues with his wife. And when I look at his beautiful kids, and I stood up there and I look at him and I ask him, what on the earth is he doing? And his, his, his son, he has a son and a daughter. And the son came to me and held my hand. And I asked him, I said, what would he... What would he, uh, what, if he have anything to get? I think it was actually the end of the year. People were giving each other gifts and stuff. And, uh, and he said he would want to see his, his father back at home with his mom. It almost breaks my heart. So I told him that I, can, I don't know what God is going to give him. But I, all I can tell you is that God is going to do something. And thing is, things are not going to be the same. The way it was at the time. And when I prayed, standing up there, that young man stand up there that day. That man ran, that husband went back home. <laughs> He's living in New York now. And they are still together. So you don't tell me, and no one can tell me that Jesus Christ is not Lord. And the way of salvation is not real, and Jesus Christ is not the way and the door. Jesus Christ is the way and the door. And the Holy Ghost is real. The baptism of the fire of the Holy Ghost is real. You need to be born again. You need to repent of your sins. It's like a man saying that the wind, there's no wind because he can't see it. The man, he can't see no wind, he, he, you know. But he said that it's not, it's not there. It's not there. We're going to take a quick, quick break. And um, when we come back, we'll talk some more. Bye. 
joining us once more. This is the prophet of nations speaking. Thank you. Thank you. Those who are joining us from the United States, Canada, uh, the Turks and Caicos Islands, Grenada, Ireland, Ethiopia, Germany, Australia, Singapore, and the Philippines. Thank you for joining us and please continue to share us throughout this world. Wherever you have your friends and families, share this podcast with them. And thank you for uh, our great uh, supporters, those who support us. Remember, you can go to the uh, the podcast and you click on support and you can support us from 99 cents up. We're grateful for you, for those who have supported us. We were discussing, you know, God, great God, he created all things and he dispenses peace and he created war. Now, on a sober note, on a sober note, we... We, 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 I speak briefly earlier about this, but on a sober note, can you imagine someone who very knowledgeable, they have their they, they bachelor's or they whatever degree in uh, religion and theology, and they know everything. They can tell you where Jesus, they can give you diagrams of where Jesus Christ's grave was. They can tell you where, this, or where that part of um, Israel was. They, 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 they can tell you all the hieroglyphics. They can tell you everything that was written in the, in the book of Isaiah, the book of Thomas, the Tom, uh, Clement, everything they can tell you. Exegesis, isogesis, they can tell you all of these things. But when it comes down to the Godhead and what is necessary for a man to be saved, we can know these things are very important. But what I'm saying is that what is most important to you is for a man to be saved. People can be so knowledgeable about everything else in this world, from politics to money to everything, but at the end of the day, what does it profit a man to gain the old world but yet lose his soul? I don't know, I, I'm not sure if you have ever been around people who is on their dying bed. I've been around people who have been on their dying bed. And wife and husbands, children, stand there and none of them cannot help that individual. But at the same time, they say they love him. I love her. None of them cannot help. Can you imagine? The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death, my friends. No one can help them. No one can help them. No one can help you if you are not born again. No one can help you. So on a sober note, I'm just saying that sometimes a man can be so foolish, but yet they, they, they excel so much wisdom in this world. They excel so much knowledge of things that they are proficient in, but yet they are so foolish in the things of God. The things I have seen with my own very eyes, spiritually and physically, it make me more humble. It makes me more humble. Psalm 58. 
verses 1. He said, Do indeed speak righteousness, O ye congregation. Do ye judge uprightly, O ye sons of men. If you actually look at the some other versions of this scripture here, it tells you about um, people, congregation, maybe in politics, in church, community, the way people rule, the way people exe um, execute judgment. Are they fear? Are they fear? Some people are not fear, but they expect people to treat them fairly. Are they expect to be fairly treated? And it is not so. So this is what the scripture is saying. Read it for yourself and you, you, you will get a better understanding of it. Psalm 58, verses 1. Whenever someone is getting closer, reading, just started to, you know, someone just baptize and um, baptize and getting, um, getting to know God, getting closer, a closer walk with Jesus Christ. And... Uh, Maybe they're praying more, they're fasting more, and uh, they started to realize a lot of things. That is, some things are starting to happening around them. Sometimes when people praise, they they hear they start to hear sounds. Medically, they can diagnose it as something else. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not telling you something medically, but I'm telling you something spiritually. Sometimes they hear stuff. People hear noise, they hear sounds, they hear voices. I'm not talking about somebody who is diagnosed with something else. I'm talking about someone who walk in for God, but they have gifts in them. And these gifts start to come alive. But they were suppressed because of sin. So they were baptized. And they start to read more of the Bible. They started to pray more. They start to fast more. Sometimes people are praying, they hear noises. Sometimes whenever you praying, someone call you on the phone. No, this one is a real one, which is a physical thing. These things do happen. These things do happen to people. It do happen to people. You can actually get help by getting other people to help you to pray. And it doesn't mean that you need to stop. It's just that you have to read the Word of God. That is why I always encourage people to study the Word of God. Study the Word of God meaning you start to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And every day you come in, you read something. Re read something in the Bible. And it will help you a lot. It's like a vessel. It's like a, a clean jar. You need to put water in it, but the jar needs to be clean. So you're, you are the jar. You are that vessel. So, and the word is the one that is going to clean you. The word, which is God. Go into the book of John. John 1, it will tell you the word is God and God is the word. So the word and God, it will clean you. If a woman wants to know her husband or her husband-to-be, they have to talk to each other. If a man, if a, if a man wants to know a woman, they have to talk to each other. They have to commune or communicate with each other. And they have to know things that they like. They like this, they like that, they don't like this, they don't, and then they agree with each other. So they have to communicate. So it is the same thing with the Word of God. In order for you to know the Creator, to get acquainted with Him, with His righteousness, His holiness, His judgment, you have to 
you have to uh you have to get acquainted with him by reading about him, talk about him. And experience his love and his kindness. And then what I'm saying about these noises and stuff, these are stuff that it is telling you all these things that is in the spiritual realm that is actually causing these blightedness, these, these uh, deafness, dumbness, and blockage in your spirit. So they, they are agitated. They are agitated by you, by you reading and praying. They don't like that. They don't. They really don't like that. So you, you're doing something that they don't like. So your old father and his, and his minions, that's what they're doing. Now, on another complete note, which is someone actually brought this to my attention. There are some stratas of society where people, as I was saying before, that people visited the dead and they do things and they're not supposed to do it. Especially Christians, you're not supposed to visit the dead. The grave, the graveyard. Because there's no repentance in the grave. You can't do nothing for the dead. And the dead can't do nothing for you. They should not want to do anything from you. So don't use their spirit to get something. The Bible says, Woe be unto them who go to Egypt for help. He's talking about they who go into this world, the kingdom of darkness, for help. Instead of looking to God, the creator, the maker, who is there ready and waiting for you to come and call on him. But you go into the grave and go into the dead. Now, they who sleep with their loved one ashes. I want you to take a minute to understand what I'm saying. And they who relishes them. I know it is a touchy subject, especially in the Western world. And even in some parts of these um, places that you maybe never think of. Asia. I don't know what they do with them, but... People keep them in their houses. People keep them close to them. Why would you keep your dead relics close to you? Well, if you are a Christian, you shouldn't be doing things like those. But if you are not a Christian, you're not a child of God, I wouldn't expect better from you. Because maybe you don't know. Maybe it is something that you grew up on and you think, you know, this or that person can be closer to you. You cannot be close to the dead because they are already dead. Be close to the living. God is not a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. He's a God of the living. You keep worrying about the dead. Don't worry. You will be dead also. Look to the things that is alive, which is in Christ. relishes the memory of people not by taking parts of their body which is in the ashes form and keep it around you because in the spiritual realm that individual or that person or that is not really what you think they used to be they are if they were not saved they wind up become a devil so you have a devil in your house with you maybe not one but many in your house And more than likely, sometimes these folks who relishes these things, and what I'm telling you is, is real. There are people who keep them under their beds. People keep them in their, wherever they keep them. But it is, it is something that is up to them. 
But I'm just trying to tell you, it is not a good thing when you do so spiritually. Sometimes you can wind up start having the issues that those people had before they pass away. These, these things will cause you a lot of medical issues. They can cause you medical problems. You go to the doctor and the doctor will cut piece or parts of you out and you don't understand why he's doing that. And you said, well, because you don't this or you do that. But you don't understand it's because you relish these things. If you want to be a child of God, get rid of these things. Put them in the grave where they belong. That's where they belong. And get on with your life. Move on with your life. Live your life in the light of God. Not in the light of the grave or the dead or what is in the grave. Think about what is in the grave. Corruption, rotten bones, decomposed stuff. Things that is dead, can't talk, can't listen, can't do nothing. That's what is in the grave. Ain't no life in the grave. Jesus has to call Lazarus from the grave. Jesus has, to, when God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he was alive and he's still alive. Get away from these things. Throw them away. And live for God. Live for the true and living God. Live for the true and living God. Psalms 29 verses 2. Give unto the Lord. The glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Holiness. Holiness unto the Lord. Holiness means separate. Separated from the world. And you belong to God. And God only. Holiness unto the Lord. Holiness unto the Lord. In the, the book of uh, Titus. In the book of Titus. Titus 1. Titus 1.14. Not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men and turn from the truth. I, was, I, I think I made mention of it earlier. But I was just kind of touching base with it because I'm about to, to finish here. And it, it has to do with um, religious, religious uh, rules and regulation. That's what it has to do with. So people are get caught up in these things. And what it does, it turns you away from the truth of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, tarry for the Holy Ghost. Tarry for the Holy Spirit. Go to the book of Acts. Acts 2. And read it, read it in its entirety. You can read Acts 8, Acts 19. They will give you clear understanding of the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit is all, is all about. Don't let nobody teach you and tell you to speak in a certain way. that You can be taught the Holy Spirit. God has to fill you. I told you before, you cannot fake your way in heaven. And when the Holy Ghost is come upon you, that is the kingdom of God, come upon you. And it has to come upon you in the living, in your living flesh. And it will take you to the kingdom of heaven when you die. They who don't receive it, the Bible said, they who have not the spirit of God in them, they are none of his. They are none of his. So don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. You, we all need to have the Holy Spirit. So when people be... Um, Picking people, people's pocket in churches. They are wasting your time and their time. They should be having people tarrying. Sometimes when we are here talking about this or talking about that, we are teaching people how to pray to be 
saved and to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And they can live a life looking forward to live a life with Jesus Christ. People be steady in, steady, uh, picking people's pocket. I'm not in agreement with it. Live your life with humbleness, meekness, kindness, temperance. Live, live your life with simplicity. Don't pressure people to live a life that is of this world. It can't save no one. It will never save no one. If it means that you have to live in a hut, wherever you may be in this world, in, in the Western, we can't live in the huts in the United States. The city will come and knock it down. I'm just saying, in Africa, wherever, I know that there's not only huts in Africa. I'm not saying that Africa is behind time. But I'm just saying that you, we, 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 if it means, just live simple. And don't pressure people to do things that they can't do. Let's worry about the things to come and the things that we should do in this life in order to be saved. I'm grateful to have you to, um, to listen. And remember to share this podcast. Go to the Way of Holiness Ministries. Leave us a love gift. Remember. And to share this podcast. Share it. Thank you to sharing and share it. Um, we're going to reach millions of people. Millions of souls will be enriched. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prophet of Nation speaking. See you then. My sons, they listen to my words. Say, to my daughter of the preacher man, my God, yeah. Oh, my sons, listen to my words. Say, to my daughter of the preacher man, my God, yeah. Yeah. A time to laugh. A time to mourn, a time to dance, yeah. A time to embrace. Oh God, it is. Oh God, not with your happiness. Oh great God.